0: Hey, our next guest is Samuel Benson, and I have to tell you, I, these topics today were just fantastic. We we covered the Electoral College in a way that I didn't expect, and I walked away learning something. We talked about law enforcement. Uh, one thing we don't talk about enough, what's it doing to our police officers? Uh, and then Molly just talked about you know how can we protect the community and law enforcement better with some sensible uh, – uh, reforms, or taking a look at Sensible Reforms. And our next guest, Samuel Benson. Samuel, uh, tell us uh, what you're doing now and how you crossed paths with Young Voices.
1: Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, Joe, thanks for having me. Um, my my current responsibility, my position is I'm an opinion writer at the Desert News in Salt Lake City. Um, and, and one of my responsibilities is to oversee some of our guest opinion content that we receive. We had received some things from from Young Voices. That was actually my first introduction on um, was pieces by Molly and others. Um, And and so that's how I got started with them. I've been contributing with them for about five months now. It's been a fantastic experience. Um, A lot of really sharp people, as as you've seen, that that make me look good at times.
0: Well, I've got to tell you, this topic that you selected for today, this uh – vote-by-mail, I can't think of a, uh, a more timely topic and one that has divided, uh, has divided the country along partisan lines, Democrat and Republican. What interested me in your take, uh, Samuel, is that you're saying, you know what, if we really look at the science, if we look at the, the data, it's really not a partisan issue. Can you explain that to the audience?
1: Yeah, that's correct. I I think there's many different um, sources of data that you can look toward um, to come to that conclusion. But the one that's most uh, pertinent to me is there was a a group of researchers at at BYU here in Utah and also the University of Virginia that looked at data from the last 30 years in in nine states across the United States that have been voting by mail. Utah, one of them. Um, It was a mixture of red states, of blue states, some purple states like Colorado and others. And they found that there's really no difference in terms of favoring one political party or the other when they vote by mail, when they send in mail-in ballots. On top of that, they found that there was a sharp increase in voter turnout. Um, We look at Utah, the state that we're in right now. Utah has been voting by mail since 2012. Um, It initially started in just a select few counties, almost as like a, um, a hybrid model where they could vote by mail or vote in person. And the goal was to increase voter turnout. It worked, and now it's something that we see all across the state.
0: Let me let me ask you this because I I get the argument that it increases voter turnout because it's more convenient you don't have to uh, leave your home I, I I just voted myself by mail here in uh, Utah but Samuel the the counter argument to that is it's not the vote by mail that s- most people have an issue with it's this lack of safeguard I mean here in Utah they've had. Uh, almost a decade to work on the program, work on the voting, improve it, make sure that it's safe, make sure that votes that should be counted get counted and votes that shouldn't be aren't. Isn't part of the criticism justified when we see uh, governors acting unilaterally saying we have this virus and because of it we're just going to allow this uh, vote from home, this vote by mail, without the necessary safeguards in place, isn't that a recipe for disaster?
1: Yeah, I think that's a valid argument. Um, there's definitely situations I think that we'll see in the coming weeks where it's not perfect. I don't think any, any way, way to vote, whether it be in person at the ballots or, or by mail, is perfect. But there's definitely issues with vote by mail. Um, that said, I would point you to an, an interview that Spencer Cox, our lieutenant governor, did with McKay Coppins from The Atlantic. And he explained Utah's process. Like you mentioned, it's been eight years. Um, Compared to a lot of the states that this year are voting by mail for the first time, Utah Utah is a a seasoned veteran when it comes to this. Um, And Spencer Cox said, the reason Utah is so proficient at it, the the reason Utah is so good is because they have experience. There's a lot of states that have, in a matter of months, had to throw together a a vote by mail system. And then what it comes down to, in my opinion, is, is when we say fraud, what do we mean by fraud? Are we saying that someone who sends in a ballot and they don't fill it out correctly, or there's not a signature, so the vote is either not counted or the ballot is sent back, is that fraud for not counting the ballot? Um, are people sending in ballots late? Is that considered fraud if their vote isn't counted? And so I definitely think there are issues and serious issues um, in the validity of, or not in the validity of the election, um, in terms of having an effective election where all votes are counted when people are doing it for the first time. But I don't think we can call things fraud if it's simply mechanical errors or user errors.
0: No, look, I agree. And I, and I think we do a disservice when we call something fraud that, that isn't uh, intentionally designed to deprive someone of a vote. But look, was it New York or Pennsylvania? They just had 325,000 ballots rejected. Like people sent them in and they said, it's not right, not because of anything the voter did, the state sent out the wrong form. So people voted and they got these forms back and they said, wait a second, these don't comply with the law. So they sent out another batch of the three hundred and twenty five thousand. I guess my concern is just um, do we do more harm than good when people aren't sure? Uh, I just saw this new set of celebrity ads. You may have seen it too, Samuel where now you have uh, these celebrities who uh, most identify as liberal saying, you know what? Make sure you go in and vote. Don't vote by mail. Get, get to the polling place and vote in person because what they're realizing is there are a bunch of quirks with mail-in ballots that are designed to safeguard the process that people just aren't complying with. And I don't think that's fraud, but you still end up disenfranchising a voter, even though I remember the first time I voted uh, by ballot, I didn't flip the paper over and there were some uh, of the questions, you know, the uh, the issues on the back. Oh, I disenfranchised myself, right? No one tricked me. No one fooled me. I just didn't look on the, the reverse side of the paper. But you're still disenfranchised. Do you think that leaves a bad taste with people and they're like, you know what, this whole system then is corrupt. It's designed to rob people like me of a vote. Does that make sense, that narrative, even though it's not designed to? People are left with the impression that my vote may not have counted. It may not have gotten to where it needs to be.
1: No, absolutely um, I think any situation in which you have a voter who who does their part to fill out their ballot and it's not counted for one reason or the other, that's probably going to leave a bad taste in their mouth. Um, Utah, for all the credit it gets, isn't perfect. We saw that last week in Sanpete County, thousands of ballots were sent out without a line for signatures. Yeah. Um, so they had to to recall them and then send out another, another set of ballot. That's my home county. I grew up in Ephraim in central <laughs> Utah. And that's where Spencer Cox is from as well. I mean, they've been doing it for over five years. Um, and so it's it's not perfect. When people have those issues, it's it's not a good situation. They have a bad taste in their mouth and they might blame that on the system itself. And the argument that I make in, in my column here is not that vote by mail is perfect by any means. Um, there's quirks, there are flaws, both on the government's end and on the individual end. Um, but those flaws and those quirks do not favor or um, harm one party over the other. Um, some of the researchers that I mentioned from the University of Virginia from Brigham Young University, Michael Barber from BYU, he said that there's this idea, especially uh, that, that Democrats are less likely to vote, um, and so if you make voting easier, that they will vote more, and he said that's simply not true um, in terms of vote by mail, that it doesn't favor one party over the other, it doesn't discredit one party over the other, and, and to, um, like you said, Joe, this, this election, it, it could go smoothly or it could be chaos, just because there's, I mean, there's over 14 states that are voting by mail for the first time, or at least giving the option to their citizens. Wow. And so we could see many different quirks.
0: Uh, and, and Samuel, let me ask you this. This may pivot away from uh, the, the, the topic, but I think it's related. Let me just, we have two minutes left. What do you think about the argument that um, when we vote by mail and we, like, I cast my vote, I'm done. If there's breaking news today or next week or over the next 21 days, uh, either on Trump or Biden or even locally on Spencer Cox or. I can't change my vote. I'm locked in. What do you think about that argument that, you know, we're asking voters to vote earlier and earlier Um, Are we expanding the political campaign cycle? I mean, if people get to vote 60 days early, in theory, those campaigns are starting probably 100 days early. Are we really entering this period of never-ending campaigns because we're voting earlier and earlier?
1: Joe, I think that's a great point, but I think that's something that started long before vote-by-mail was ever in existence. It used to be that the presidential election cycle would start on Labor Day. Now it starts with the midterms two years previous, and so we're constantly in in a society that, that hyper um, politicizes everything, and that we're constantly surrounded by elections and politics. And I don't think vote by mail necessarily has as large of an impact on that that we might give it credit for.
0: Hey Samuel, I appreciate the time. We're up against the clock. Thank you uh, for joining us today. You're listening to Moving Forward with Young Voices. It is a uh, Young Voices a great organization. They identify and develop. Uh, I I refer to them as talent you know just young millennial talent in uh, media in broadcast in print they deserve your attention they deserve your time we're proud to host their show right here on our network stay tuned coming up next my show right here on the Fed by Ravens media network and every week you can catch moving forward with young voices also RavensMedia.com, you can catch their podcast we'll be back right after this break
1: Sponsored by Amazon.